Greetings everyone, my name is Tom Pullen. Welcome back. Today we want to start a series of teachings going through the book of John. So let's get into this. Many believers live their Christian life and go through their Christian walk without ever experiencing Christ and having a relationship with Christ. And on the real, that's sad. Having just a knowledge of Christ is not enough. Knowing Him is what we should desire. And the only way to know Christ is through His Word. There is no other way. Therefore, every week we want to study the book of John until we've completed the book and then the book of Revelation, which John also wrote, giving us a full revelation of Jesus Christ. He has been revealed to us in Scripture. He has been revealed to us in the writings of John, in both the book of John and in Revelation. So we want to get into the study of John. And before we get into that, I just want to say that I believe that all Scripture was divinely inspired through the Holy Spirit. What is recorded in the Bible was given to man. Now we do have some people say, that there are so many errors in the Bible, and those people are lying. The Holy Spirit does not make mistakes. The Word is absolute. Maybe a more reasonable argument would be to say that there were errors in translation. But when we're talking about the Word that was given by the Holy Spirit to man and then recorded, it is absolute truth. And we want to live We want to experience that truth. We want that truth working in our hearts. We want to know Christ in His fullness, not just have a knowledge of Him. It reminds me of how Paul was willing to give up everything so that he may know Him. And that's got to be the desire of our heart, an experience with Christ, the fullness of the Word manifest and active and working in our lives. And before we start in today's teaching, I just want to ask you, please read the book of John every day. From Sunday, read three chapters a day. And by the time Saturday comes, you would have completed the book. And let's do this continually for the rest of our lives. Amen. Just three chapters a day. Make time in the day and read the three chapters of the book of John. I want to start our reading from the book of John chapter 1 and verse 1, and today we're going to read up to verse 5. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. First, I want you to understand that Christ is not like us. Even though he came in human form, he's not one of us. He is your Savior. He is God. His name is above every other name. He is highly exalted. There is no one like Jesus. We need to fully understand that because this notion that we have in the modern church that Jesus is my friend and I can talk to him however I want to. He is not. He is God. And the work that he came to this earth for was important. 
What did he come for? We all know what he came for. He came to shed his blood for the redemption of all men. Think about this. It took the most holy being, the most superior of beings, the most perfect of beings to come to this earth and die for our sins. Nothing else could satisfy the wrath of God. It took Christ to come and die for our sins. Someone so powerful, so amazing, so holy. That is what it took for us, for our sins to be washed away. If that's what it took, take a pause and think how great sin is. If every human life that ever lived on this earth was sacrificed, it would not be enough for us to buy redemption giving God all the fruit and all the animals that exist on the planet would not suffice. Only Christ. My point here is that we cannot live without Christ. Because if we live without Christ, how great is the hold of sin in our lives? We learned the other day that if we walk with Him, we walk in the light. So that means we have to spend our days, hours, minutes, thoughts, desires pursuing Christ. Because if we do not, how great is the sin that you've been trapped in? That's why when we're looking through the Bible, look for Christ, seek after Christ, because if not, only destruction lies before you. In John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The first thing that this shows us is that Christ is eternal. He was in the beginning. It says in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Then here it says, in the beginning, Christ was there. He was the Word. He was with God. He was God. So it was Christ who created everything in the beginning. Christ is eternal. And that is why when Christ comes into your heart, you have eternal life. Because Christ is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. He was there initially and he'll be there when it ends. If we read in John 17 and verse 5, it says, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. You see that? He says to God, glorify yourself in me with the glory which I had with you before the world was. So Christ was there from the beginning. I hope you get that. If we read Colossians chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So Christ is eternal. Our Savior is the one who we follow, the one who we worship, the one who we desire to love and obey, the one who we put our trust in. He is eternal. He wasn't here. For a moment, he is eternal. He died, he left this earth and went to his eternal glory. We worship an unlimited Christ and we trust in an eternal Christ who was there at the very beginning. Amen. And the next thing we learn is that Christ is a person distinct from God, but one with him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He has his own character. He is distinct from God in that way, but he's not separate from God. He is one with God, but he has his own personality. He's, he has his own character as the Son of God. And we know this is important because he says there's nothing that you go through that he does not understand or did not experience himself. 
When he came to this earth, he went through everything you will go through. Temptation, he was tempted by the master of temptation, Lucifer himself. The great tempter tempted him and he overcame. Rejection, everyone rejected him. He was being lied about, talked about. He had moments when he felt low. He went through everything. He is not unfamiliar with the experiences that you will go through or are going through. We do not have a Savior who does not understand what we go through, which is why we can overcome through Him. That is why when temptation is strong and coming against you like a flood, you can stand behind Jesus. You can stand on the rock, Jesus Christ. He's not going to turn you away because He knows. And as we move on, we find that He's defined as the Word of God. He is the Word of God. Everything you read, everything declared is Christ. That's why I don't understand when people want to read and find themselves in the Bible saying things like, Moses parted the Red Sea, so I'm parting the Red Sea of my problems. It's not about you. It's about Christ. Your hope, your solutions, your blessings, your grace, your salvation are all in Christ. Not in Moses. In Christ. Not in the parting of the Red Sea. In Christ, you hear people say, oh, I've got a Goliath in my life, so I'm going to swing my stones of faith and knock Goliath down. It's not about you. It's about Christ. In the beginning was the Word. It's about Christ from the very beginning. And he says the Word was with God and the Word was God. So we see that Christ is very God. Like I said to you earlier, he's not one of us. He's not like us. He's not like an angel. He's not some mystic being that God created to send down and come and die for our sins. He is God. He is very God. When you pray to God, you pray in the name of Christ. You pray to Christ because He is God. And as God, we can trust Him. What an incredible Savior we have who is exalted as God. He's the one who came to die for you, God himself. So we can trust him. We can depend on him. When you look at your life, you say, God controls my life. And you can trust that because the works of God are complete. And this is the beauty of the life that we live every single day. Every single day, God's works are complete in Christ. So we need Christ every day. And this is why we pray in his name. This is why we come to the Father through him. This is why we entrust ourselves to him. This is why we believe in him. This is why we fall on our knees in his name and yield ourselves to him and say, I trust you today. I give myself to you. It's why we do it, because he's God. And our hands are in the hands of an almighty God. When you come to Christ, you can depend on Him, trust in Him, because you are trusting in God. A lot of the time, I find people have this notion that Christ's death on the cross was an act of weakness. It was not an act of weakness, but rather an act of strength. God Himself was the only being who could carry our sins, the only being who could die for us and redeem us, no one else. 
God would have not been satisfied by anyone or with anything else. It is Christ who is God himself. So when he speaks to you, for example, when he says to you, Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. When he says, Come and abide in me, he's speaking to you as God. It is no small matter. It's not me saying to you, Abide in me. If it was me, then you, you, you can never trust that. But it's Christ. And with Christ, you can trust every word because you know his word is true. You know he is strong. You know he exists and lives as God. The Son of God, the risen Messiah, is very God. And I say amen to that. And the next thing that he says here in John, it says that he made all things, and without him was not anything made that was made. And we read in Colossians 1.17, it says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. It is clear in the text that nothing was made outside of Christ. Remember, it says in the beginning was the word. So when God said, let there be light, that is the word of God. It came through Christ. So he created all things. Your very existence is because of Christ. How powerful is our Savior? We can, we can look out at the sun in the daytime. And people say how amazing the sun is. How vast and amazing the sky, the oceans. But all that you look at and say is amazing came through Christ. So when you entrust yourself to Christ, you entrust yourself to a being, a God who created everything, then all of a sudden the things that we have magnified in our lives, the sin, the temptation, the struggles that seem so difficult that we have magnified now have become so small. Because the wisdom of Christ is beyond our knowledge and understanding. It says in the Bible, the wisdom or the wisest level of man's wisdom, the highest level of all of man's wisdom is foolishness to God. It's simplicity to God. So when you come and you decide to say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I want to live for you. I want to obey you. I want to know you. That's who you know the creator of all things. For a moment, just imagine that. You have the opportunity to have a relationship with the creator of all things. And that is why Paul said, compared to the pursuit of Christ, I count everything else in my life as dung. All my accomplishments, I count it as dung because he understood who Christ was. And he said, oh, that I may know him. And he said, I'm even willing to know him in the fellowship of his suffering. If it means that I suffer with him to know him, that is what I want for myself. Because he understood the fullness of who Christ is. So many times we have things magnified in our lives. And these things are magnified in our lives because we are so far from Christ. But when you draw closer to him by reading the word, understanding the word and knowing him, everything is small. Because you are walking with the Creator. Everything exists because of Him. You are walking with the Creator of all things. The giver of life. The giver of breath. And it says, in Him was life. And that life was the light of men. Listen to me. Christ is the source of light. Think about this. When you were in sin, you were in darkness. And we were comfortable in our sin. 
And one day you heard a sermon, a sermon that brought you light, a sermon that brought you out of the darkness into the light. And that sermon was about Jesus Christ. Because a sermon without the name of Christ, without Christ, you will remain in darkness. You will remain in darkness. But when you hear the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension to the Father, he's been seated on the throne next to the Father with the Father. It transforms you. It brings light into your life. And that, and that, that life that is in him is the light that shines for all men to see. May you be drawn out of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ, by the blood, the atoning blood of Jesus that washes your sins away. May you be drawn out of darkness by Christ, the source of light. He is the light in eternity. It says there'll be no need for the sun or the moon there because the Lamb will light the city of Jerusalem. He is the living light. And in him, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. Christ has come to set you free. Come to the light in the name of Yeshua. Come to the light. Be drawn into the light and live free from the darkness. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you for joining for this teaching. Subscribe to the channel if you have not. And you can just click on the bell icon so and turn on notifications so that as we upload more teachings, you are notified. Please leave a like on the video if you've come this far and have been blessed by this teaching. Share this with as many people as you can. And just below the video, there's a join button there. You can click on that to become a channel member to support the work that we do. And if you'd like to give a one-time gift, you can click in the super thanks that is also below the video. In the description below, there's a link to our Patreon page. If you can head over there, prayerfully consider participating with us in spreading the gospel and the word of Jesus Christ. God bless you so much and thank you for doing that. And remember, as true disciples of Christ, we learn, we practice, and we teach because that's the only way to do it. Amen. I'll see you in the next one.